everybody. Welcome to Saint Misbehaving, the podcast about saints from people who are not. I'm your host, Matthew Shadorn, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, without the most, Anna Domini. Anna, how are you doing today? Wow, hurt is how I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, I, I'm a hoarder at heart, so really I would say I'm a, I'm a co-host with the most. I don't know if you have more stuff in your house because you, just by virtue of having a toddler, or if mm. I have more stuff in, in my house just from, from being a hoarder. I have a lot of books in my house. Oh, are, you, which... are you saying your recent survey of my house was found wanting in terms of my level of culture and literacy? Yes, I was like, I was. I thought Anna was an intellectual, but what, what is this? <laughs> One single stack of books in the corner of her office no <laughs> yeah uh, yes yeah, so. well it's it's because my bookshelf is behind the door to my office so you can't actually see oh, that's right there's a ton of other books mm, right right because I, I keep them hidden because otherwise people be jealous how smart i am <laughs> i didn't want to intimidate you i would never be intimidated by you in it uh, anna how wow. are you doing today <laughs> humble i'm, I'm very humble <laughs> you see doing all right today anna i'm doing okay i've just started a virtual physio program for my long covid so apparently after 12 weeks i'm gonna feel better having done yeah. this well but, check back uh, in six episodes folks yeah <laughs> uh it's just week one now so still feeling pretty crummy no but sorry. yeah like i'd say you know if in my general condition my maximum is probably like six out of ten and i'm mm -hmm. at about four today so that's it's pretty good right <laughs> well, yeah that's that's what i've come to expect from you for the last <laughs> few months i'm always just winging it to be fair but have you done anything saintly or experienced anything miraculous lately i think i did something quite stupid today which could probably be interpreted if if you were writing my hagiography this would be an example of like how pious i am oh you'll be like that joseph of uh cupertino where your your whole biography is like look at this fucking dummy <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So wait, so what was the dumb thing you did? <laughs> the saint-like thing I did. So today is, is a rest day because I did my physio session yesterday. So the physio says today is about right. rest. But I was like, it's sunny. It hasn't been sunny for ages. I want to be out in the sun, but I want to rest. So I decided to go and read under a tree. Mm -hmm. And I went and sat. And basically, although it was very sunny and warm in the sun, Mm -hmm. It was just super windy, like really chilly wind. And I, I basically sat in the wind too long <laughs> while trying to gauge like, can I cope with this? Probably. F it's probably fine. So it's like, you know, we, we've definitely had stories of like girl saints going to go and like spend ages in the wood praying and being really cold. Yeah. So I think that was my saintly thing is that I would just I was, I guess, I'm practicing the deprivation of being a bit chilly. And yeah, I think next time I'll go out with more layers, maybe maybe a blanket. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know why people go outside. Hey, what's the deal with people going outside? It's crazy. I, I don't know. Like, Alice worked from home today and was like, she came downstairs at one point and Tavish and I were in the living room just mm -hmm. hanging out. And uh, I think I was actually looking at election results. And she was like, why don't you go outside? By the time I get off work, mm. it'll be dark and I can't take him to the park. So you should take him to the park. You should go outside. And I was like, man, have you been outside? It it's sucks horrible out there. <laughs> it's yeah. cold and it's windy and it's usually really wet, it's mm. like, even if it's not raining. Yeah. I was like, no, it sucks out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm finding is like, because the park that I'm near, I think it's like a floodplain. So it gets yeah. very, very wet and like it'll rain two weeks ago and then not be warm enough to sort of dry out so it's just yeah. kind of constantly muddy from now until about april yeah which is annoying but i do i do feel like it's like good for you to be outside that's why i try and go get some fresh air i mean um, i'm like i went outside like we went out we were, we were in some errands this morning and i i biked downtown and met somebody for lunch i i oh that sounds very active yeah, so I was doing stuff outside, but I wasn't just, like, going to linger outside like an idiot. <laughs> like, I'm not just going to wander around just, like, somehow experiencing the out-of-doors is enriching for me. It's like, I know, I guess, like, fresh air is good, and I guess sunshine is good, but it wasn't even that sunny out. Well, obviously, you've got your extensive library, so uh, yes. you don't ever need to see the daylight because you're just enriching yourself. And I live the life of the mind, and I don't need to sully myself with, like, earthly concerns, you know, dirt <laughs> Fair enough. That's, that's quite saintly in itself as well, yes. like a, a heritage. Uh, not a heretic what am I saying a hermit hmm. for me it's kind of about vitamin D because apparently getting vitamin D can help with COVID stuff so I'm like taking supplements but then also going out in the sun when the sun is there yeah <laughs> just trying to make the most of it yeah well good luck with that thanks <laughs> <laughs> how about you have you done anything saintly or had anything miraculous happen to you since we last spoke something semi-miraculous happened Ooh, yesterday it's exciting 
which is that there was an election in the U.S. Oh, yeah. And it, and it wasn't horrible. As awful <laughs> as everyone thought it was going to be. Yeah, it wasn't the wow. red wave that, like, everybody was like, well, this is it for the Democrats. They might as well just pack up their trunk and head on home. <laughs> That's it for democracy and women. So, yeah, it's like democracy, you had a good run. Women, not such a great one, but we thought we were on the upswing with women, and it turns out not so much. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> Maybe next species. Oh, my God. Yeah, it turns out that not everybody was super into voting for lunatics. Don't get me wrong, a fair number of people were totally into the idea of, like, voting for madmen and women. And, you know... There was some of that, but like, yeah, right now there's been a bunch of governor's races that, that Democrats won, some mm-hmm. that they look like they're going to win, a bunch of Senate races, and fewer House races were lost than were expected. So, good. So, you know, a bit of a good day for democracy, and that Silver felt like lining. a real miracle. The real miracle is. <laughs> It's not as shit as you thought. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. It's like, well, that's the world we live in now. It's like when something's not as shitty, mm. you know, it's like I have an ice cream cone. And instead of that entire cone being filled with shit, it's like, <laughs> it's mostly chocolate this time. I mean, there's still some <laughs> shit in there and I can, mm. I can still taste the shit, but I can oh, taste God. the chocolate too. Oh, so, so your you know, experience is, is more nuanced. I guess. Yeah, it's a little bit like, you know, each lick is like, they're like, oh, that's sh- oh, chocolate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, chocolate. You know, it's like a real what roller coaster. A beautiful <laughs> image. I imagine if we're looking at a graph of people listening, it's going to be a sharp <laughs> drop off right now. Yeah. Well, thanks. Everybody who stuck with us. <laughs> you know, if you stuck with us, uh, please leave a nice review or tell a friend. <laughs> Anyways, Anna, today is November 13th. Yep. Who is uh, today's saint? Well, today we are looking forward to the 17th of November, which uh. is St. Hilda's Day. Oh, St. Hilda. Uh-huh. Hilda wait. or Hild. Mm. Wait, isn't that that college you went to? I didn't go there, but... Is, isn't there a college here named St. Hilda's? A... Yes, there is. Okay. I didn't go there. <laughs> Which one did you... What's he say? I got better grades. I didn't go to some shit college called St. Hilda's. <laughs> I went I went to Worcester College. Worcester College. Yeah. The sauce college. Yeah, exactly. All the saucy yeah, good... people went there. Oh, all the sauciest people yeah. at Worcester College. So what's the, what's St. Hilda? What's yeah. her deal? She founded a college. No, um... that, did she really? Oh, well. <laughs> Just like Jesus founded Jesus College and yep. Oriole College yep. was founded by a bird. What kind of bird is an Oriole? Is that a real thing? I didn't know that. An Oriole? It is. Yeah. I think it's spelled differently, but there's a bird called uh, an Oriole. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway. It's what they call a <laughs> pun in the business, uh, Anna. Thanks for explaining. Ain't no problem. I'm, I'm new to this humor thing, so that's mm. uh, that's really handy to know. Bit of jaunty wordplay. Excellent. Mm. Good job. <laughs> so, well, I'll just get into it. So we're okay. we're in the the seventh century. Ah. So approximately six one four to six eighty. Six eighty. So oh, she did it right for herself. Hmm. Sixty-six. Oh, yes. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right, but it's, it's not a spoiler that somebody died who was born well, in 614. Yep, no, but it's a spoiler that she wasn't like, you know, 20, Yeah. as they so often are. Yeah. You know, now if there's going to be an episode of Mild Peril, there's going to be no tension because you know she's it's, just going to get through it. That's not what great storytelling is about. It's like, oh. I, I, you know, <laughs> you still watch Star Wars, you know. And you're just like, do I? <laughs> no, I'm just saying one watches Star Wars and is like, oh, my gosh, are they going to blow up this whole Death Star thing? And then <laughs> and then when they do, it's just like, wow. But like, you know, but then you're still like, wow. It's, okay. the it's, the, it's, called, it's great storytelling, Anna. So just I have faith in your storytelling ability. Well, thank yep. you. That's very sweet. <laughs> so as it was a fairly long time ago, most of what we know about Hild comes from the Venerable Bede, his Ecclesiastical History of the English People. Ooh, um, VB! Yeah, I think we've probably come across him before because yeah, talked about, about that guy a lot, before. Of, lot of saints. So according to Bede, Hild was part of the Dayron royal family. Now, Dayron was like a kingdom before sort of England was created. There was okay. like... So it, in fact, it was even before like Mercia and Northumbria and the other one. So these are some real <laughs> primitive people. Yeah, well, it was it was post Rome, but right. basically, Deira was kind of straddling where Northumbria and East Anglia kind of are now. I think. Okay. We're gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna you know involve what? a fair amount of uh, ancient geography. <laughs> you know what's fun week. about this is you're like there were you know Northumbria and wherever is 
like I don't know where those places are. I have not committed any British geography to memory <laughs> except for like how to get home, and that's fair about enough. It. Well, it's it's also funny because like <laughs> Northumbria and East Anglia are sort of names for places that we still use now, but were like kind of fairly ancient kingdoms themselves, and it's like that that classic thing of like British things that sound made up kind of thing right anyway how's the storytelling going are you, are you impressed so far setting the scene um my faith is wavering so wow already <laughs> okay uh well i'll keep going so hill was part of the Darin royal family her father was hereric who was the nephew of edwin king of Dara. okay but hild was born in Wait. exile so rick was a <laughs> hereric <clears throat> hereric was the nephew of the king yeah, and so he and was like a prince, Hilda or was his daughter? Hmm? So how does how does that put her in the? So she's kind of like tangentially in the royal family. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, there's you know, <laughs> kings are often pretty randy, right? So there, there's loads of people in the royal family. I um, guess that's fair. And like, I mean, it's not fair, but it's like what kings do, right? So well, if if you think about it, if your grandfather is the brother of the king, that's mm-hmm. that's a pretty big deal, I'd say. Your grandfather is the brother of the king. Yeah. Because her dad is the nephew of the king. Right. Doesn't feel like a big deal. <laughs> you're going to meet someone. You're, you're going <laughs> to... If somebody like... came up to you and was like, hey, you know, my grandpa's brother wants the king of a kingdom that no longer exists. Well, yeah, but at the time it did exist. <laughs> mm. I think if somebody came up to me and said, my grandpa is the used to be the king or like you know like if what what's 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 that kid william what's the little kid right yeah so if you met like archie archie yeah, yeah. i met archie and he was like you know my grandpa's the king and i'd be like what fuck you you're a little kid and then i'd push him <laughs> down into a mud puddle you know like wow <laughs> <laughs> um it's all made up I, kid. I, I didn't realize didn't realize he was such a, a fan of the daily mail uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait which one's archie harry's son oh well that guy's all right i'd be like i yeah, loved your see, mom in suits you should brag about the fact that your mom was in suits because that's that a real achievement six seasons she's killed it every episode so, so good archie's if archie has children then they will have the same relation to the king when william is king if william ever becomes king as hilda has to the king edwin so she's vaguely royal what i'm saying is she's not yeah she this is not a rags to riches to rags again kind of tale Mm -hmm. you know how all our saints are either like as we established last time fancy or dirt poor right Um, she's definitely on the fancy end but we've also established that at this time period you either had stuff or you had nothing that's true so she had stuff she had stuff so she's a stuff having saint okay yeah Mm. yeah rather than a dirtbag saint yeah (laughs) as as opposed to no stuff saint. yeah yeah that, that is the, saying, we'll the official distinction yeah, yeah, yeah. henceforth. Mm. So Hild was actually born in exile. I couldn't find out why. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did look around, but all the sources just said her dad was exiled or, you know, her family Listen, were, were exiled. You, you don't need to know. It's too horrible. <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably fair. Bede probably left out those details. Yeah. Well, Edwin was usurped by a guy called Ethelfred. <laughs> it's funny because we had an Ethelred mm-hmm. before and we had an Ethelbold. Yeah. Uh, and then an Ethel... Ethel this is Ethel. Fred. Ethel Fred, yeah. yeah if you like just... these names, you would enjoy The Last Kingdom on Netflix. They're all called things like this. Ethel um, this and Ethel that. Yeah. Uh... When did Ethel become a lady's name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. If you know, write in and tell us. No, that's all right. You don't need to write in. All right. So. Well, I, I was going to say. <laughs> no, say... you're forcing it. <sighs> Fine. Well, you can't say I didn't try. So it's likely that Hilda's parents fled to East Anglia and were uh-huh. in exile in the court of King Redwald. So there were loads of kings because England wasn't like a united kingdom. It was like so several kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. So when you say he was exiled, he was just like exiled to a different part of England. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I mean. But it was a okay. different kingdom at the time. It was a different kingdom, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Like, you've been to England. <laughs> it's pretty much the same everywhere. Wow. So. Wow. I'm not really... Uh... Look, just because our country isn't actually like 50 countries in a trench coat. 
<laughs> Doesn't mean you're better than me, okay? <laughs> Actually, hey, it's my country's like fifty raccoons in a trench coat. Thank you very much. <laughs> that is more accurate. Yeah. All right. So she, she was he was born in exile, and mm-hmm. then she was Wait, born in exile. No, no, no. She was. So they were she, exiled. Oh, she so, was. So okay. So she was born in exile while yeah, he was exiled. So Her- right? Herrick and uh, his wife. <laughs> 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 Name Mrs. <redacted>. Hererick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you mean uh, Hererick. Yeah, <laughs> very good. So Hererick and his wife. Hererick, etc. They took up residence at the court of King Keretic. <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I love this period in history. Before the 17th century, people just hadn't figured out names. Yeah. They were just like, we have like we just like have this bit which seems like a good name bit but like we we just we, i guess if we just would have different people we'll just add nonsense letters and syllables to the <laughs> beginning or end <laughs> well keratic Ker- is sometimes known as keradig or gualog so <laughs> oh. i was gonna say i thought you're gonna be like he's also known as ethel dig or er- <laughs> but, then, but then i said i came out with gualog that was uh <laughs> A, pretty a good. twist. So Elmet was a kingdom that's roughly where West Yorkshire is now. Oh, okay. So yeah, so they they settled there, I guess. I've been there. Well done. West, West Yorkshire. Can I tell you what? So, it's, it's a lot like everywhere else I've been in England. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the time it was a totally different kingdom. So they right. So Bede writes that while Hild's mother, again nameless, was pregnant. <laughs> She had a dream in which she'd lost her husband. What, like in the she, supermarket or? Well, it's, uh, yeah, like <laughs> she didn't know where he was because okay. she, she went looking for him. And while looking for him, she lifted her clothes and found a precious jewel whose beams shone throughout England. I'm sorry. Wait, she lifted her clothes mm-hmm. and found a precious jewel where? I think you know where. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I think I think that's where. <laughs> okay. All right. So it was like a beacon. As all right. cis women's genitalia is, it was a sacred, holy place mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. there was a, a jewel that shone, that beamed throughout England. Okay. Uh, okay. So she looked down and she was magically bejazzled. Mm-hmm. And uh, are we sure it wasn't just a pearl and not a gem that she was looking at? It's... A precious jewel. A precious jewel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't find her husband down there. But no. Did find the <laughs> As usual. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that tweet today from that um, televangelist that was like, America spends too much time on the internet and not enough time on your knees. <laughs> and everyone was like, you know where yeah. it went. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway, the puzzling dream's meaning became clear when Hererick was poisoned by Ethelfred's spies <gasps> at court. <gasps> oh, Shortly no. after, so... If you're not safe at court, then where are you safe? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, court is famously pretty pretty dangerous. Lots of backstabbing going on. All right. So, yeah. Shortly afterwards, Hild's great-uncle Edwin created the Kingdom of Northumbria and took its throne, and Hild was brought up at the royal court. So, okay. I guess her dad died while her mum was pregnant. Okay. But, but we only know the name of her dad and not her mum, because even though right. he was dead, he was more important. Right. Cool. Because uh, she was she wasn't part of a royal family, presumably. Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I, well, I guess, guess <laughs> I guess only married in. Yeah. Lost, lost to history, right? Mm-hmm. So, she just hung out at Rerrick, 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 Hererick, not Hererick. Where were? So she just hung out the Hederick. So she she hung out hung out at Hederick's for a while, and then Ketterick's. So she hung out at Ketterick's for a while, and then was like, and okay, then no. her, and then Edwin created Northumbria. Northumbria. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to go back there now. Yeah. Raise my kid in the court. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, not kid, great niece. Great niece. Mm-hmm. Right. What? All right. So. <laughs> Christianity reached Northumbria when Edwin married the Christian princess Ethelberg of Kent. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this is. This, this does not. Out. This checks out. Yep. That's just like what do we got. We start all with Ethel, and then you just whatever you want to do is your business. See, that's as long as it starts with name. Ethel. But it's it's actually Ethel, but with an A. So it's A E T H E L. So it's like but, ethanol. Yeah, I guess so. She's pure gasoline. So Edwin had been pagan, but the marriage contract stipulated that Ethelberg was would be able to continue her Christian practice, and she was accompanied to Northumbria by a Roman monk, Paulinus of York. Mm-hmm. Wait, if he's a Roman monk, why is he from York? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I guess that's where he met, made his reputation. No, I feel like the Yorkshire people would be like, you're not from York. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, do I can't like, do a York. Do you like gravy with your chips? No. No. Not one of us. <laughs> you're you're not from York, no. Anyways, I can't do a Yorkshire like, accent, so. I'm, I'm t- <laughs> I What's didn't even know you were attempting to. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't even going to. Uh, I will not be doing yeah. that. Do you like gravy with your chips? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> That was more like a very camp Scottish person. Mm. Do you like gravy with your chips? That's what I was trying to do. Right. Do you like gravy with your chips? <laughs> do you like gravy that with sounded... your chips? <laughs> it sounds like an Irish person who's had a stroke. <laughs> do you like gravy with your chips? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I you actually do said that, that is a better... I don't know where that's from. But that's a better British accent than when you do your Cockney one. I'm trying to do the guy from Ghosts who's from Yorkshire. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of how that I, guy talks. I, right, well... Uh, Pat, the guy with the arrow on his neck is, is from Yorkshire. If he was high on a lot of cocaine, <laughs> I yeah. think he'd sound like that. But yes, well, well identified. So, yeah, Paulinus had been sent to England by Pope Gregory as part of the mission to the English. Uh, the mission assassination. No. no. Oh, conversion. Mission. Yeah, conversion. Sorry. As in was... Mission, missionary position. So, Ethelberg and Paulinus influenced Edwin, and he was baptized along with the entire court in 627. <laughs> it's so... funny how they influenced the one guy, and somehow the entire court became <laughs> baptized. <laughs> we, we've had this before, haven't we, where like monks are going around converting people, and they, they convert the top dogs, and then there's like a trickle-down effect. Yeah, well... Because, like, you know, control and religion trickle down, but wealth yeah, does not. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I read a crazy fact in a book I'm reading about uh, the history Well, you know, of... I make fun of how many books you have and suddenly every anecdote <laughs> has something about reading a book. I get it, Anna. I know you can read. I know that you do read. I'm just saying that I have a lot of books and I just pack I around a lot more books than you. That's I I all I'm saying. Be, I thought you'd be interested to hear this information, but I'm not I am. I'm interested now. to hear it, no. but I just want you to know you shouldn't feel insecure about the amount of information I that you have. You're very smart. Not. I think you're very smart. <laughs> I, I'm not very well read, but I'm reading a mm. book at the moment. It's called Scoff, which is a history of food and class in Britain. And mm-hmm. it's, it's quite clever because scoff both means, you know, laugh at someone in a kind of snobby way and right. eat. So uh, pretty clever. It... Yeah, like scoff your face, scoff your food. Scoff so... your chips with gravy. <laughs> I can't yeah. do it, <laughs> Anyway. But yeah, so in this book, I read the a crazy fact, which was that during rationing, the poorer people in society actually were better nourished than they had been before because rationing was actually a sort of means of redistributing the nutrition oh and yeah before when the rich could just take what they wanted it was um a lot worse but you know you hear about rationing it's like you know the the boomers are all like you know we survived this we could get through brexit or whatever and uh actually it's like <laughs> it's it's kind of ironic that that actually for the the people that were were not in positions of power right this this period of, of apparent deprivation was actually like you know it's much like oh healthier. this is actually pretty nice yeah, yeah like i mean it's the same thing with like social housing where it's like mm. the ways that people's lives were like vastly improved by yeah. having access to for cheap affordable housing that was like mm. is like ridiculous and people were just like social housing is a blight it's like yeah. not if you live in it it's nice <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like fucking like I have indoor plumbing like hooray <laughs> you know it's funny that you don't you, you don't hear as much from people being like oh actually rationing was great because uh, mm. once rationing stopped they starved to death <laughs> so I guess so I guess all the rationing fans are uh, no longer with us that's the thing where people are like Oh, as you get older, you become more conservative. And it's like, no, it's what it is, is that if you're richer rich, people, you're more likely to get older. <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, so you're already, you were already conservative because you were rich. And uh, now you're just older because you can fucking afford it. You know, well, that maybe that's why, you know, even if I hadn't told you the dates, you would know that Hilda didn't die until she was 64, because that would be a good age at the time, yeah. because obviously yeah. she was rich. So yeah, uh, it, all, it all makes sense. I'm bringing yeah. it back. So. Anyways. Yes. So that was our bit on class struggle. Let's get mm-hmm. back to the topic. We were Where mandated to do our little bit on class struggle. Otherwise, we lose <laughs> our leftist credentials. We don't get yep. that check from George Soros every month. <laughs> of course. Uh, Edwin was baptized along with it, the entire court in 627. So uh-huh. that would have included Hilda when mm-hmm. she was 13. Okay. <laughs> she was just like, yeah, whatever, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. What's everybody else doing? All right. Fuck it. Uh, please don't poison me like you did my dad. As long as 
because it's just a communion wafer and wine. That's fine. Yeah. Six years later, in 633, Edwin was mm-hmm. killed in a battle with the pagan king of Mercia, which was mm-hmm. another kingdom uh, right. a bit, bit further south. So the now widowed Queen Ethelberg returned to her home in Kent with Hild and Paulinus in tow. Oh, okay. So she founded a convent there and became its abbess. And it's assumed that... Ethel did. Ethelberg, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's assumed that Hilda remained with the queen abbess, which oh, okay. I, li- I like the idea of like, she's a queen and she's got a side hustle as an abbess. <laughs> I love how, you know, she's like, I'm an abbess, but I'm still fucking queen. All right. So <laughs> let's just not forget about I'm front loading queen and then abbess. All right. Just so everybody knows where they fucking stand. Look, I'll wear my habit, but I have to have my crown on top of it so everyone knows. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's... I will I will serve the Lord as long as someone is serving me. Like, hey, I am as humble and as pious as any other nun in this convent, but I'm also the goddamn fucking queen. So you do what I say. <laughs> Around that time, Hilda's elder sister, Heraswith. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Married. <laughs> oh, great. Here it is. Should I just, I, I'm sitting down. So just now you good. can say it. <laughs> good, because you're going to be shocked by this one. So Heraswith married a guy called Ethelric. <laughs> it has the Ethel and the Rick. <laughs> yeah. It's um, the perfect name. <laughs> so there you go. If you're thinking of having another child, Matthew, I would I would recommend Heraswith or Ethelric. Ethelric. Um, no, man. Ethelric. Because it's like, it's you know, here's what we've learned. Names begin with Ethel or they end with Rick. And this name's got it both. all. <laughs> it's... So Ethelric was the brother of King Anna of East Anglia. Did not know Anna was a man's name. Upset. <laughs> We've run into King Anna before, I think. Have we? I think. Yeah, it was uh, it was um, Julian of Norwich? I think. I think it was time. Gladys, Saint Gladys, or something. I forget. But we oh. ran into Saint Anna before because we were Anna. like, well, wait, when did Anna cool. become a girl's name? <laughs> um, girls are ruining all the cool names. Wow, this one they're, in particular. They're girl cooties. <laughs> used to be manly names like Anna and Ethel. Now they're just fucking just ladies, you know? It's fucking like there's nothing left for men anymore. All right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry, all my like my misogynistic rant. The social justice warriors have stolen it all. Yeah. All these like fucking SJWs stealing all the men's names, giving them to like whatever college poetry lesbians or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome mm-hmm. to the College Poetry Lesbian Podcast. Welcome back to Ain't Miss... What do we call it? Ain't Misogenation. <laughs> ain't, yeah, very good. Um, I was about to say Ain't Misgendering, but that's that's something else. Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to find out where we bumped into Anna before, but never mind. Um, Doesn't matter. But I think, it's yeah, like a crossover we've... episode. How exciting. So King Anna of East Anglia, who had become renowned for his Christian values. Just, have you seen how Christian this guy is? He's so fucking <laughs> Christian. I know, right? Like, he's just like always with like a crucifix and like praying Can't and stuff. Take three steps without genuflecting. It's, it's fucking it's so, so renowned. Like, just like, he's really just up in the Christian game. You see that guy? He's just like, he's like the Michael Jordan of 7th century English Christianity. He's just like yeah, fucking changing the game. He's renowned for it. Totally. When Ethelric died, Heraswith became a nun at Shell Abbey in Gaul, which is huh. France. Right. So Bede's story of Hilda resumes at the point where Hilda was considering joining her widowed sister mm-hmm. at Shell Abbey. Mm. So as an adult, Hilda had lived as a noblewoman until she decided she wanted to become a nun. I've had enough of this life as a courtier. <laughs> oh no, may- maybe she saw, you know, the the queen abbess and thought maybe I could be a princess abbess. Mm. You know, get, get <laughs> no that. room for that. There's just one queen abbess around here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess go to a different abbey. Oh, uh, that's the key. She's like, so, I'm going to start over in a new abbey. It's like that dream we all had in high school, which is like, if I could just go to a new high school somewhere, start over. <laughs> so all my problems. Maybe I'll call myself Max. Would that make me cool? <laughs> totally. Max Shadorn. Mm. Maybe you could give yourself like a, a normal surname and then you would have been more popular. Well, that's hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were going to change one thing. I would... <laughs> you know what I would have said? Personality. 
<laughs> you always say, well, yeah, fair. But you always say how unusual Shadorn is. Yeah. Which is weird because I thought Domini was pretty unusual, but there's at least one other Anna Domini in, in the world. In Oxford, isn't there? There's another Anna there's Domini an in an, Oxford. There's an Anne Domini in Oxford, but right. she spells it wrong. But there's an Anna Domini, and occasionally I get added by her colleagues on LinkedIn oh, <laughs> because nice. she's like the head of buying at Sainsbury's or something, mm. which I also buy at Sainsbury's, but <laughs> that's not my job. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't brag about it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> don't put that on my LinkedIn. Um, yeah, but buyer yeah, so at Sainsbury's. Yeah, what the fuck? That's you could just go there and buy shit. Like whatever. Like that's a job. <laughs> you don't need a degree for that. Uh, mm. Yeah, no. So occasionally I get added by um, colleagues high up in businesses because they think I am Anna Domini, head of buying at Sainsbury's. Did you ever like think about? like sending them an email being like hey my paycheck hasn't come through do you have my bank account info here it is <laughs> no i have not ever considered doing fraud sorry mm -hmm. to disappoint is it fraud if she has her, if she also has your name <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i'm no lawyer but i imagine so anyways anyway uh talking of you know people efficient in their careers hild was planning to join harrisworth in france However, in 649, she was called by Bishop Aidan of Lindisfarne to return to Northumbria and become a nun there. Hello, was this Hilda? Hello? <laughs> Aidan here, I need you to go to Yorkshire and become a nun there. Thank you. Um. <laughs> for, for some reason, I am an American 1950s <laughs> television announcer. That's just how people used to talk on the phone in the 50s. Yeah. Hello, is this is this Klondike 245? <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. It, well, so she was like, she was going to go to France. Mm-hmm. And then, and then someone was, was like, "Come to Yorkshire instead. That will be better." And she was better. like, "Oh, thank you. What a great, <laughs> such offer. a good vacation. Uh, so thank delighted." You. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, France can't compare with Yorkshire, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so initially, she was a, a convent on the north bank of the River Weir. Mm -hmm. No one knows exactly where. Nobody knows exactly where. Very nice. <laughs> Wait, they don't know, know where they don't know where the river is, or they don't know where the convent is. They're where the convent is. Okay, the river is still, still there. They know where the river is. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure. I don't know. You're like that river is gone now. Well, I, th I think it's still there. I've heard of the Weir before. Mm. Like because right, the people from there are called Weir aliens. No, that's people from mm. the Wirral. Oh well, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> no, the people from near the Weir are just weary. Hey. Like I am increasingly with your bullshit matthew yeah, so let's fair. move on hild learned of the traditions of celtic monasticism from aden who had traveled huh. to northumbria from iona which i believe is an island in scotland okay a year later aden appointed hild as the second abbess of hartleypool abbey which i don't know if that still exists hartleypool <laughs> hartleypool definitely still exists when you say she's the second abbess mm -hmm. was it's like she's like there was one abbess and now she's replaced her or she's like the second in command ah, as well, the second it's abbess interesting you should ask because in fact it was a double monastery with both men and <laughs> women double monastery <laughs> <laughs> which means you have two of everything two wow. abbesses Two uh, abbesses. Yeah. Two churches. Two <laughs> altars. Two um, nuns. There's only two nuns. It's cool. We're just like, we're doing a thing over here. It's like, they're like the villain Two-Face. Good right. nun, bad nun. Yeah. So I think it, it was just like, it was recently founded and she was the second one who was okay. abbess of it. Okay. But it was a double monastery, which meant that it had both men and women living in uh, separate quarters. So we do know what the double monastery is now. Cool. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, because it, it came up in a previous episode and we had no idea, but now we know. It's, uh, it's one with... The the two genders monk and nun, yeah, right. as we That's know, it. you know the two, the two, <laughs> the, the well the three genders monk, nun, abbess, right? Yeah. Problem with that is that the the little signs on the on, <laughs> on the on the bathrooms because the, like the stick man's wearing a, a habit in both, so yeah. Very yeah, the confusing. stick man the stick man wearing a habit and the stick man wearing a robe look really similar yeah. so it's hard to tell which one is maybe that's why monks started getting that haircut just to change the shape of their head a bit in the in the toilet picture <laughs> you think that yeah they're, they're like they kept getting mistaken for none <laughs> 
it's possible. Maybe if I put a big old bald spot on the top of my head. <laughs> so typically, double houses such as this were overseen by an abbess, which is oh. cool. Putting the ladies in charge, even yeah. when there are men around. Just, just the one, the one place mm-hmm. <laughs> in Catholicism and in the church. We've got a, a spot for ladies to be in charge. <laughs> cool. There we go. So in six five seven, Hild founded a new abbey in Whitby, which <laughs> at the time was known as Strinaskouch. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd they ever change the name? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's quite a well-known like tourist spot now, Whitby. Imagine if yeah. it was still... I'm um, just going on a little little weekend trip to Screener Scouch. Screener Scouch? Where is that? Like Norway? Like what? <laughs> screen, did you say Screen? Screen Scouch? Or maybe Strain Sculch. I don't know. Strain Sculch. Are you you having a stroke? Is that what's happening here? (laughs) I'm fairly sure this is not a a normal sounding word. I don't blame this on you at all. I think this is a... Like, they were just... I think that that is... As a town meeting, they were like, look, here's... I think Tom had a great idea. You mean Tom Rick. Tom or Rick. Sorry. Wait, you mean Ethel Tom or Tom or Rick? Oh, uh, Ethel Tom. (laughs) Uh, Ethel Tom had a great idea. And he said, uh, you know, rather than having a name that causes people to choke on their own tongue. <laughs> what if we call ourselves Whitby? That's probably how it went down, yeah. I think we get a lot more tourists that way. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, it worked. It had a great reputation as a place of learning. And the ah. months she ruled over included two future saints, Bishop St. John of Beverly and Bishop St. Wilfred of York. Oh. So quite a prestigious abbey. Yeah, um, he was the patron saint of Beverly Hills. That's cool. <laughs> pretty fancy saint yeah so she did she was pretty good at her job if she got two saints out of the deal right yeah and that's two saints and three further bishops as well oh that's pretty good so so both john of beverly and wilfred of york were bishops and saints and then there were three other bishops who i guess weren't as as saintly so she got Um, her pawns all the way to the other side she got some extra bishops (laughs) indeed Bede describes Hilda as a woman of great energy who was a skilled teacher and administrator. Which I like the shout right. out for administrator because I like that that was a real job even back then because that's my job. It's harder so. than people think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been removed from several administrator positions. It's hard. <laughs> I like that he says she's a woman. He's a woman. She's a woman of great energy, which is like he's like it's a nice way of saying like she was a lot. She was like. A little bit, <laughs> She yeah. was always, oh, it was like too yeah, much. Yeah, I think, I think people describe mm. me as, as energetic, enthusiastic. She's the times. kind of person that you call her on the phone and she, she answers, she's like, happy Monday. And you're like, no. <laughs> that was actually, you know, they, they had a, a live, laugh, love sign above the door of the Abbey. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, that's not, yeah, it's like, you got to take it down a notch. Like her, her, favorite, mm. her favorite film was Eat, Pray, Love. Uh, <laughs> she found that really inspiring. Uh, as a landowner, she had many in her employ to care mm. for sheep and cattle, farming and woodcutting. So nice. it was a very, sounds like a very bustling abbey. Right. This explains why she lived at 66, because everybody else was doing the drudgery. All the <laughs> grunt work, yeah. That's the thing, right? I was listening to something about a 14th century famine in Europe. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about how the people, like when they exhumed their bodies and whatnot, like they were all just like racked with all these like arthritis and just like terrible backs and just like uh like this like the peasant class because they were just constantly mm-hmm. toiling and doing like horrible manual labor all the time and there wasn't really yeah. like plows and shit <laughs> like all these like all the, like there's yeah. no it was like no mechanical farming so it was like they were doing everything by hand and they were just like so wait are it you just saying totally when destroys boomers your are body. like the good old days before mobile phones and technology ruined everything they're actually I mean, full of shit everybody was living in the moment but that (laughs) moment moment was agony (laughs) was yeah was painful and smelled bad (laughs) and probably looked awful too that's what happens when you live in the moment just unhealthy Mm -hmm. self-care keep looking at your phones folks yeah just sit properly while you do it and you'll be yeah or don't sit because sitting is apparently as bad as smoking cigarettes so like (laughs) (laughs) what about get one of those like posture chairs oh yeah maybe that's good get a yoga ball you know sit on that Hild gained such a reputation for wisdom that kings and princes would seek her advice. I'm going to say that again because I did a little burp in the middle of the sentence. Okay. (laughs) 
She gained such a reputation for wisdom that kings and princes sought her advice. Um, okay. <laughs> it's like, what is the best way to oppress the people? Well, <laughs> I have some thoughts on yeah. this. Well, here's what the Bible says. However, as well as like, you know, these prestigious contacts, she also had a concern for ordinary folk. Oh, <laughs> that's nice of her. <laughs> Such as... Cademon. Who? Cademon was a herder at the monastery who was described as a layman with no interest in art or music. He would... (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like more like a lame man, huh? Instead of a layman, a lame man. According to Bede, Cademon would leave the dinner table as soon as he saw a harpist approaching after a feast. (laughs) You know what? No, this is Uh... bullshit. I'm getting out of here. (laughs) Is that a harpist? Fuck this. No, I'm leaving. No, (laughs) goodbye. No, I'm not coming back. No, if that harpist is... I'm not coming back if that harpist is still here no it's not so much it's not over till the fat lady sings as it's it's not over till you bring a harp in it's uh, yeah when you know when the party's over when somebody brings out their harp you ever have you ever been in a party and somebody brings out an acoustic guitar and you're to like be fair, this that fucking would sucks. Kill the vibe. yeah yeah wait until somebody you're at a party and somebody brings out a harp and you're Are just you like saying hey Cabum wasn't actually uncultured he just really didn't have time for like fucking hipsters ruining the dinner parties it, yeah he was like with their what? jam sessions no, all he's going to do is he's going to play Wonderwall on that harp and I won't listen to it again. No. <laughs> no, I'm not coming back. Uh, I love the idea of Wonderwall on a harp. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Blink, blink. Blink, 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 blink. <laughs> blink, blink, blink. Anyways. Wow, your impression of a harp is almost as good as your impression of a cockney. Folks, if uh, if you have a good recording of somebody playing Wonderwall on a harp, please email it to us at saintmisbehavenpod at gmail.com. There is no G in behaving, but there is in Gmail. Yes. Oh, that was a much better segue than my one earlier. Yeah, see. You can't force it. (laughs) Anyways, uh, yeah, so send those to us. We we love them. Uh, Love to hear them. So, Cademon, not interested in art or music. Fair. According to Bede, Cademon had a poetic awakening as a result of a dream. You know what's funny is poetic awakening is what they used to call coming out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so he had, so what was his dream then? In the dream, a man appeared to him and asked him to sing about creation. Cademon replied he was not able to do so, but then began to sing songs of praise for God, which had never been heard before. He was sudden <laughs> and weren't was, very good. Well, no, he was suddenly able to listen to a passage from scripture and turn it into verse, and he became the foremost in fact the first english religious poet oh hild declared this transformation be like drop a beat and then drop a bead <laughs> but like the guy's like uh you got to sing about creation it's like can i just tell you about creation i it seems <laughs> like, like an nope. easier way to convey this uh, it's like no i need it i need some schoolhouse rock shit i need you to sing about it otherwise that's not going to sink in to be fair that's true if you like turn your revision notes into a song way easier to remember them are they yeah for example mm. i know the first mm. 20 elements because of the tom lera elements song. <laughs> well, that's something i mean maybe i know that because i'm autistic who knows <laughs> who can say so hill declared this to be the result of divine inspiration okay so Cademon was suddenly able to listen to a passage from scripture and turn it into verse um, okay. so yeah it was like he was another prestigious alumni of hilda's abbey basically oh, okay I was going to say, what does that have to do with Hilda? Just like some guy that Hilda knew. <laughs> well, she declared that him becoming artsy was because of divine inspiration. <laughs> Everyone like, else what? was like, what the hell's going on? I don't, I don't know. No one interpreted his dream until Hilda, I guess. So she's like, what, Cademon's into, into music and shit? That's a fucking miracle. Fuck, that guy's <laughs> so goddamn dull. That is exactly how the conversation Oh, you're going to sit? Yeah. You're, gonna, you're not going to storm out again next time somebody brings their harp in like an asshole? Like he just wanted to play our harp? <laughs> It's like, hey, Ethel Tom worked really hard on that cover of Mr. Brightside <laughs> on the harp. And uh, and you could hang out and listen to it. You don't have to storm off like a dick. You could just sit here and listen. Even if you don't enjoy it, you know, he's your friend too. Plink, 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 in 664, <laughs> I'm about to read a word that I don't, I, I feel I have to just check. King Oswiu of North Oswiu? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Oswiu. <laughs> just, I wonder if this, look, look in the chat. That's how it's spelled. Oswi. Yeah, you're right. That's nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly a made-up name because there's no Ethel or yeah, I mean Berg Rick, yeah, or Rick, yeah. 
Anyway. Now, maybe if his name was Ethel Oswe or Oswe Rick or something, like, yeah, then, yeah, of course. <laughs> then it would make sense, names. yeah. But these are, that's like a fucking, who knows what that's going on. In 664, King Oswe of Northumberland held the first Synod of Whitby in order to decide how the date of Easter should be calculated. At this time, the church in England was divided, with some observing Celtic customs and other following Roman practices. What, we, what do either of these have to do with Easter? I'll bring it back. <laughs> A key okay. difference was the way in which the date of Easter was determined. I'm not exactly sure what the difference was, but they they had different interpretations for when Easter was held, because obviously the, the timing of Easter kind of coincides with, I guess, with Passover, actually. I don't know why it became like a... A co-opting of a pagan thing. Honestly, I've never understood how Easter is calculated, and I don't think I ever will. You should have been at this synod. It's 40 days after Ash Wednesday, right? Yeah. And that, but Ash Wednesday is decided because it's like... So, yeah. The first well, this, Wednesday in This is February what this conference was all about. So okay. it had become particularly inconvenient for Oswiu because he became Christian under the influence of Irish monks and followed the Celtic tradition, while his wife, Queen Enfled from Kent, worshipped mm. in the Roman tradition. Oh, one man. Year, that must no, have been awkward. It, re- oh. it really ruins a marriage because <laughs> one know. year, the king celebrated Easter Sunday while his wife was observing Palm Sunday Oof. and the strict Lenten fast. <laughs> That's this was when he decided enough was enough. <laughs> like, you sure you don't want to eat any of these chocolate eggs, honey? Oh, they're so good. Not going to be any left next Sunday, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, it's still Lent for you over there? I want a divorce. <laughs> so, yeah. So that that was the, the backstory of this synod. Uh, marital stress. Right. Like, this is the great thing about being a king is, like, I have a minor disagreement with my How wife. How am I going to solve this problem? I, don't, I know. I'll declare a law. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I refuse to compromise with the woman <laughs> that I spend my days and nights with. I'm going to get a fucking council together to, yeah. like, put this shit in writing. You know? This is, like, I think we all wish we could do this in arguments with our partner. Be like, <laughs> I am never compromising. Get this the is... whole kingdom involved in your argument. Yeah. So, yeah, something had to be done about this for the sake of his marriage, I guess. <laughs> right. So, Oswiu chose Hild's Monastery as the venue. I mean, okay. if it's going to be the Synod of Whitby, Whitby Abbey seems like a pretty logical right. uh, place for it to be. Whitby Double Abbey. Yes, exactly. As like abbess of the, the abbey, Hild attended the synod along with churchmen from across England. So I guess, mm. you know, feminist pioneer there. Right. She's just like, this is a fine assortment of white, white men, men. <laughs> from across all of England. There were <laughs> like maybe a hundred old white men and one lady. So it was like your classic comedy club lineup, really. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you want to see that just get tickets for the glee uh yeah hey look it's it's, it's not that they don't want to have women it's just that there aren't any women that are good enough right? <laughs> there, there aren't any holy enough women <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing they wish they had more holy women to, to like that they could go to but they just can't that's why we need quotas in church mm-hmm. anyway so hild supported the celtic side at the synod Uh-oh. <laughs> so you know she had i mean maybe i should have pronounced that celtic and she brought her scarf along yeah just like boo roman yeah, she's a bad feminist because she's not supporting the uh, the wife there, the other lady. Oh, yeah, good point. But the council decided to observe the Roman rule and adopt the Roman method of calculating the days of Easter. So that's interesting because that means the king lost the argument. Oh, he was... interesting. Well, that really backfired on him. Yeah. So they adopted the Roman method of calculating the date of easter hild and her communities agreed but the monks of lindisfarne refused and withdrew to iona Uh oh where's iona it's an island in scotland i believe oh okay so so they're like listen this minor disagreement here i'm just gonna fuck off off to scotland yeah (laughs) like this is well i think people really taking this stuff very seriously but Mm. but like the king got on and like he was the king and he is the guy who called the thing and he didn't get what he wanted and so he lumped it but these guys are like no fuck you fuck all of you he's like hey i'm leaving no i'm going i'm going (laughs) to scotland you can't stop me (laughs) no i don't care bring don't don't bring that harp either you that fucking harp right here no i'm going no you can't pull back 
Anyway. Well done. Mm. It's all been worth it. That was pretty much uh, most of the events of her life. Oh. So in the last seven years of her life, Hild suffered from a long illness. During oh. this time, she set up another monastery at Hackness because, oh. you know, a good way of overcoming stuff is keeping busy. That's, yeah, you just uh, keep busy, you know. It's like, but she had a lot of energy, you know. Yeah, that's true. She was, she was energetic. You know, she, you know, it's like she, if she was like building monsters, she always wasn't bugging people to do like after work drinks and like weekend bike <laughs> rides and stuff. And it's just like, come on, you're just like, we're co-workers. It's fine. Let's <laughs> come just on. Kinda... Every, everyone loves a bit of Wonderwall on the harp. Surely. <laughs> no. Come on no, down. Do. She was given the Eucharist for the sick, known as the Viaticum, before mm. she died at the age of 66. According to legend, 13 miles away from Whitby, at all the bells at the monastery of Hackness tolled at the moment of her death. <laughs> because Miracle. it was exactly 6 p.m. <laughs> a miracle maybe hmm? <laughs> a miracle of timing i don't know wait so like they're yeah. saying like magically the, the bowls yeah. tailed the bells because told. a nun called begu residing at hackness <laughs> i'm sorry is this a star wars character <laughs> yeah i don't know where her name's from but begu who was living at hackness claimed to have seen hild's soul being carried to heaven by angels and oh. another nun at Whitby reported the very same vision. Uh, did the angels get lost? They're like, all right, we're <laughs> in heaven now. Uh, this uh, is. No, we're in Yorkshire. <laughs> this is Yorkshire again. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> I get confused. They're both so similar. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait. Of those lovely heaven? chips with gravy. Yeah. Welcome to heaven where all the chips have gravy. <laughs> God. That would be so disappointing if you lived your entire life in Yorkshire and then you died and went to heaven and you're like, oh, it's. Just, just Yorkshire. more Yorkshire, huh? Wow. Really should have taken that trip to France just to <laughs> see something different. Hilled regrets. Ugh. So, yeah, that, that was her life. Mm, any miracles? I don't know why this wasn't in the life story. Maybe it was a legend that, like, grew up afterwards. But she mm. was said to have rid Whitby of a plague of snakes when the abbey was being founded <laughs> by, <laughs> by turning them into stone. Oh, hmm. not just um, like she didn't get some live traps and just release them in the woods, <laughs> or just like repel them. Didn't St. Patrick like wasn't he meant to like drive them out, whereas she turned them into stone? Yeah, um, it says drive them out. I guess just into. I always imagined it was just like into the sea. Are there a bunch of stone snakes there in Woodby then? Good question. <laughs> because it seems like there would be concrete. No pun intended evidence of this <laughs> well th so i think this is where the legend comes from because ammonite fossils are common in whitby and they kind mm. of resemble coiled snakes so i guess uh. that's why the the legend grew up of her turning the snakes into stone during the victorian era people often carved heads into ammonite fossils in order to sell them as petrified snake stones <laughs> So it was like, get get your Hilda snakes here. Ammonites are little fossils. They're like uh, shells. They're like mollusks. Yeah. 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 Okay. So they look a bit like coiled snakes. Hmm? Uh, Victorians are dumb. Uh, again, <laughs> in our ongoing series of Victorians, they dumb, right? Yeah. This is like the fake dinosaurs <laughs> in Crystal Palace Park. Have you seen these? No. So when they built the original Crystal Palace, mm -hmm. which is long since burned down uh, in the Victorian era, they built all these like stone dinosaurs. Or what they thought. This is what they thought dinosaurs look like. Right. They're actually like, they, none of them are right. And <laughs> one of the best bits of like, I don't know if you call it historical trolling, is if you go, they've like restored these because, you know, they've been there for over 100 years now and they're kind of an mm. interesting feature. But they put all these signs up like, this is an iguanodon. And this is what Victorians thought an iguanodon looked like. And then this is what it says on the sign, you know, like, and here's a picture of what one actually looked like. You're not a fucking moron. And it's, it's really funny because all the dinosaurs they built were like these big hulking, like, monsters. And like, they're like, no, actually, they were like kind of lithe creatures that could move and stuff like this. This would have collapsed under its own weight. Like, no. <laughs> Anyways. The ammonite genus Hildoceros is named after Hild. Oh. This, this supposed miracle. So, yeah, that's it. Other than uh, the bells ringing in terms okay. of miracles. So she got the bells ringing. She stoned some snakes. Yeah. No, she got some snakes stoned. Yeah. <laughs> Providing the snakes with the hash. Yeah. She also has some relics. So what are her relics? In 867, so about 200 years later, mm -hmm. the monastery at Whitby was destroyed in a raid by the Danes, the Vikings, I guess. So Hilda's relics were rescued and some of them were reported 
abruptly <laughs> sorry i don't know where they were while they were rescued like they were in transit for a bit and then some of them were reportedly translated to glastonbury abbey under king edmund the first in the 10th century i love that they were like there was a raid on the abbey yeah and they were like, like vikings come <laughs> killing all the monks ransacking everything Save quick the grab bones. the bones <laughs> <laughs> quick before they get our precious bones <laughs> As well, many then. of you possible, make a human shield and absorb those sword blows and those arrows so that we can <laughs> save these bones. It's really contrary to contravenes modern fire regulations. It's like, you know, when you hear a fire alarm, leave the building immediately. Do not go back for valuables or whatever. Just leave or it. Bones. It's like, no, no, no. The building's on fire, but we got to go get those bones. Don't take the elevator. Leave all bones behind. This is like <laughs> modern, like fire. Yeah, like, that's you know, where it came from. Check uh, the doorknobs. People sure panic, panic grabbing bones. So many people die that way. It's sad. <laughs> you know, you think you can just reach them and then you get trapped in the smoke it's terrible so yeah so some of the relics were reportedly translated to glastonbury abbey in the 10th century others mm. were kept at st peter's monastery in gloucester and mm. at a monastery in durham so ah. all over the shop really they're all over so that's the thing is like you're like look we need to protect these bones so we need to split them up so <laughs> nobody gets up, all the bones they're much harder to i mean what would the vikings have wanted with them anyway nothing no one ever wants the bones i don't know <laughs> why they're always like rescuing bones this is like a common thing that comes up like it's like are these bones made of gold then the vikings probably don't give a shit <laughs> indeed there is said to be a wraith of st hilda who appears in the ruins of whitby abbey wrapped oh. in a shroud Ooh. And the bells of the abbey can be heard ringing under the water where they sank when a ship was taking them to London after the abbey was dismantled. Ooh. So creepy. Yeah. Wait, um, now yeah, with, what is with the abbey? The the ruins are still fairly intact. You can go and see them. It's quite impressive. I've been there actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, what is the difference between a wraith and a ghost <laughs> and also a specter and also an apparition? I do not know. That's just what it says. <laughs> and I appreciate that. And I like I'm like, hey, I'm glad that we're mixing it up. But I feel like mm -hmm. I was like, am I supposed to know that this is a specific type of ghost? <laughs> because also like, I don't know. like Maybe it's a holy ghost. Yes. Oh, wait, that's that's part of the Trinity. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like my thing is like, well, if you're a saint, if you're a good person, shouldn't you be up in heaven and not yeah, like a, a restless? spirit mm. unless a wraith is a kind of like ghost who comes down from heaven sometimes and yeah just... maybe it's like half and half half and half i don't know yeah i always feel like a wraith in implies maybe because it sounds like wrath implies <laughs> like an angry ghost right yeah i don't mm. and, and also in lord of the rings like the ring wraiths are pretty oh yeah that's right scary see, see wraith seems like a scarier type of ghost <laughs> anyways well, I mean... As if that's possible. Haunting and the bells and stuff seems pretty pretty spooky. The bells underwater is the creepiest fucking thing. <laughs> if you were, like, somewhere and you just heard mysterious bells coming from the water, I think I'd fucking kill myself right there. <laughs> oh, my God. What, to become a wraith yourself? Or, I don't know, I'd just never stop running. I'd, like, run, <laughs> and I would just keep running. I would abandon my family. Wow. I would just keep moving so as to... And I would move to the most landlocked place I could possibly find. <laughs> I need to find some way of turning this into an elaborate prank then. <laughs> some some way of making you hear bells underwater. You know where I would move? I would move to um, a former nuclear testing site in the Nevada <laughs> desert. Wow. Because I feel like there's no ghosts where <laughs> they've set off nuclear bombs. Anyway, yeah, that's pretty much it. Apart oh. from she had a couple of patronages. Uh, Can you guess what I guess they them are? now? Yeah. Oh. Is she the patron saint of exiled dads? <laughs> what? Who would be her followers? I don't know. Just people whose dads are just like, you know, not around, you know, like my dad. <laughs> oh, I see. You know, mom said dad was exiled to Cyprus. I thought your parents <laughs> are together. <laughs> That's what I'm just not, saying. Like, it's an example. This is like, not an excuse for you being so sad. There's people like, oh, whatever happened to your dad? Like, mom said he was exiled, right? Went out for yeah. a pack of cigarettes and was exiled forever. I don't know, whatever. Like, exiled dads. I don't know. Maybe nope. it happens. <laughs> sure. Is she the patron saint of Ethel's and or Rick's? <laughs> no, because that was just, you know, that, that wasn't special to her. That was the whole place. Was just Yeah, that Ethel's was just everybody. Might as well just be yeah. the patron saint of people at the time. Yeah, which I'm sure there is one, but she wasn't right. it. I think that's just the patron saint of people. <laughs> what a fucking generic. Well, I don't know, I mean, what am I you know, there's a patron saint of like linen workers and. Uh... Yeah, but there's like specificity to that. It's like being that's patron true. saint of people is like being the patron saint of well, things and stuff. But hang on, Francis of Assisi was patron saint of animals. That is that. That's like the limit of vagueness that I'll allow. <laughs> okay, good to know. 
Otherwise, the Pope is going to get it. He's going to hear it from me. <laughs> Bunch of balderdash. Is she the patron saint of not going to France? Oh, sad. Ruined dreams of traveling. Yeah. Like choosing choosing not to go to, like being pressured basically not to go to France. Mm. <laughs> or is she alternately, is she the patron saint of being pressured to stay in Yorkshire? <laughs> <laughs> she would have a lot of followers there. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, that, that one, not so much exiled dads, but people stuck in Yorkshire. Oh, a yeah, lot of yeah, people yeah. relate to that. Yeah, that's um, a very common uh, thing. Is she the patron saint of stone snakes? <laughs> just snakes that got a little bit too high and just forget how to slither they're just like, laying there like... <laughs> or they're like really paranoid guys i think my skin's falling off <laughs> oh my god where is that rattling coming from where is that <laughs> rattling coming from <laughs> oh man it's freaking me out what how would a snake get high would it like accidentally eat a mouse who'd been smoking so it's like... yeah so right so what you do is you get a mouse really high first and you do that by teaching a bird <laughs> To carry a, a, no, a, sure, to... surely, surely, what you do is you lace the cheese with cannabis. No, you'd think that. <laughs> what you have to do is you have to train a bird to carry a marijuana cigarette over to a mouse and just drop it ever so gently in front of them. Uh huh. And then you uh, have and... to also train a hermit crab <laughs> to to light a lighter and come over right. and light the the joint, and then he'll smoke. It's a very particular way to get them. And then once the mouse is high, you feed it to the snake. Right, and that's that's why high snakes are a real delicacy because the artisan procedures involved. It's, the nature it's of very it. specific. It's, yeah, it's surprisingly common, but you know, and it's fun. It's fun. You just like once you get the snake high, it's just a fun thing to watch because you're just like that snake doesn't <laughs> look at that snake. He's so fucking high. He doesn't even know what's going on. <laughs> no, surprisingly, not. All right, what are what are her patrons? Wait, so, is it fossils? Is she the patron saint of fossils? That would or... be cool, wouldn't it? I don't know if if catholicism has many patrons of like anything related to evolution <laughs> they're not they're, like, they're not huge uh, fans you mean those things the devil put in the ground to trick us uh no 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 <laughs> Is she the patron saint of protection from fossils? <laughs> <laughs> Against fossils. Against fossils. So what are her patrons then? So she's a patron of learning, because I guess she was like a teacher and, and an administrator at the Abbey. Okay. And also culture. So I know you said you don't like vague <laughs> earlier. <laughs> but, culture? Uh, because she stewarded Cademon and oh. uh, let people play their harps at dinner, I guess. <laughs> She, a harp at dinner? You call this culture? I'm out of here. <laughs> I get no, no. Every week, this is the same thing. I come here for dinner. No, I'm not coming. No, it's you play this fucking harp at dinner. I just want to have a nice, quiet dinner and have a conversation with my friends. I'm not gonna sit here and fucking talk to people. With Look, I only harp. invited you because I wanted you to hear my harp recital. God's sake, <laughs> you're not a very supportive friend. Anyways, here smells like teen spirit on the harp. Blink, 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 blink. Very good. So because of her stewardship of Cademon, mm -hmm. she is a patron of culture, including poetry. Wait, yeah. I mean, so that's if it. you're going to be as vague, why don't you just... Fucking, culture know, includes poetry. Well, well, yeah, culture I mean, includes... That's, like, that's if, quite if, a statement. If, if, if culture doesn't include poetry, then what the fuck is included in culture? <laughs> <laughs> math. Fucking Philistines. Uh, what, you think math is included in culture? No, I'm joking. Okay, thank you. I was, I mean, I was I trying know. to think of things, but culture, it doesn't matter. Culture, opera, and harp music and shit. Yeah. So those are her like main kind of holy patronages, but of course she is also a patron of St. Hilda's College. Oh. it's named after her right it was established in oxford in 1893 for female students remaining single sex for more than a hundred years before turning co-ed when it was deemed that the percentage of women studying at oxford had risen to near 50 percent the symbol of the college is an ammonite oh. because of the the stone snake oh that's fun that's yeah. a fun symbol most of the symbols for these oxford colleges are pretty shitty they're like <laughs> it's a deer or it's three deers or a cross yeah, or something. Yeah, whereas, you know, having something, again, fossils related to evolution, that's a pretty bold statement. I feel like I trust a college that has a fossil on there. <laughs> like, I feel like they're <laughs> like, we're... I mean, also, because it's a women's college, they have tend to have fewer, like, awful colonialist alumni. <laughs> Nah, I wouldn't sell them short. I'm sure there's a lot of awful. I mean, I mean just like if... Worcester's, Worcester's most famous alumnus is Rupert Murdoch, so... Oh. Yeah. I once had a temp job where I was going... I was boxing up all the old cards that said you'd graduate or whatever, some record of, of what your degree was and who you were. Certificate? I got a certificate. Well, I wouldn't say it was a card. It was like A4. 
No, this was like in the records department at the... Oh, I see. They were like digitizing them. Part of my job was to like catalog, like take them out of these big file cabinets yeah. and put them in envelopes and then catalog what each one was. So you go through there and sometimes you find like very famous alumni. And I, but yeah, I just randomly came across On Sang Soo Cheese and I was like, oh, that's probably someone that they don't send the alumni magazine to anymore. You'd be surprised. A lot of donations come from very bad people who are laundering their reputations. So oh, yeah. if anything, if you do if you do some war crimes, you're probably first on the <laughs> list. Like, hey, want to be beloved again? What about giving us five million pounds to found a peace institution? Right. That's you how know, it's done. A business school or a school of government <laughs> just as random examples that we're just picking yeah. out of thin air like i don't know <laughs> who knows where those things came from yeah exactly or like say you uh addicted a nation to opioids and you want to just put your name on a library <laughs> anyways that? there's like the sackler uh yeah <laughs> actually i think it's bad in two ways because i think it's like the sackler oriental library and i'm just like what the fuck quick what yeah anyways anyways anna do you think you would ever have saint hilda intercede for you well as a creative i would love for someone to declare anything i said as divinely inspired mm -hmm. so or yeah culture, i mean that matter. yeah <laughs> well because you've deemed me uncultured so because well. of my lack of books my lack of book learning i want you to know i also think you have a lack of street knowledge as well so <laughs> I'm just I'm just not a very useful person to know. Yeah. You know, it, when the zombie apocalypse comes, I'll have nothing to offer. <laughs> just be like, oh, the zombies are here. I guess I'll just I guess I'll just lay down here. <laughs> just gonna just gonna put my head straight in one of their mouths. Yeah, I'm just gonna just just let nature take its course. It's for the best. <laughs> Indeed. And yeah, also I guess in a way, you know, my dad's in exile because he lives in Taunton, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, may as well be in a different kingdom. For real. <laughs> Again, I don't know. I have no concept of British geography. So well, I... well, it's the West Country. So so what? Ireland? No, the West Country. You know that they... country west of us, Ireland. <laughs> Never mind. I think if I was in charge of anything like an abbey, I would probably behave like a princess as well. Right, right. You'd be like, so I we... want to be the queen abbess. Yeah. Uh, so I think we we have that in common. And I'd say, you know, I'm I'm friends with a lot of bitter people. Naming no names, Matthew. Uh... <laughs> Bitter people who hate harps. So like her relationship with Caveman, you know, I think I think uh, having a, a tolerance for people who are crotchety and hard to love. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. In endearingly horrible way is, is something that we have in common. That's very nice of you to say. I think. <laughs> I think that often I have to go to Yorkshire for reasons that I don't fully understand, but have become... <laughs> Why am I? Why am I going here? I um, it's become like a routine part part of my life. Like I think I have to go in December. <laughs> so like, as somebody who's often stuck in Yorkshire, you know, would be like Saint Hilda. Yeah. Tell me what to do. Yeah, not get me out of here. More like, how do I cope with this? How do I cope with this? Right? It's like, because getting out's not an option. Because even after she died, she's apparently still haunting the place. Still, yeah. Despite the fact her bones are sprinkled around everywhere. And so, theoretically, she's in heaven. So. <laughs> I don't know. She's got some unfinished business. I guess it's uh, making sure that everybody loves harp recitals. No, she, her unfinished business is she needs to sell more fossils. I need to get some more snakes high. <laughs> yeah, the times I spend in Yorkshire, sometimes fun in the company of family and friends, but at the same time, it's always in Yorkshire. So I'm like, <laughs> wow, great. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. People I, li like I like how we started off like upsetting people in countries and now you're really zoning in on like areas. Yeah. Taking, I've taken it down to this. I feel like I've made my feelings known about Britain and England in particular. I don't know. I just, it's not, it's not for me. Not everything has to be for me. So it's just not my cup of tea, as you English people say. Uh, Yorkshire tea is really good tea, to be fair. That's Although I don't that... think it's from Yorkshire to be. And <laughs> that it's probably from India. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of colonialism. Yeah, I mean, like, what are you, where are you, you're like, oh, yes, British. What's more British than <laughs> than tea grown across the world? Anyways, Anna, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for telling me this tale of this um, Yorkshire princess. <laughs> She'll always be the queen abbess of our hearts. Very good. You're very welcome. Have Great storytelling. Oh, way. thank you. I was I was hoping you'd say that. No, I think that it, once you got the story going, <laughs> like once you started, we did the, we did hitting... take quite a lot of uh, tangents and. And little yeah. little side quests. But fine storytelling, Anna. So great work. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. More next time. Have a blessed day. You too. Bye. 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 Bye.